Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I just chugged a ton of coffee, as I do before recording, and then I um, looked myself in the mirror and jogged for an hour and 45 minutes while listening to one singular song on repeat, completely naked. The song that was on repeat and is continuously on repeat and has been for the past week is none other than, can you guess? Do you guys want to guess real quick? Should I, I mean, is that cruel of me? Is that a cruel summer? Is that a cruel, is that a cruel summer joke of me? Actually, I should even, I shouldn't even like try and like joke about this because honestly, Cruel Summer is my number one song on repeat nonstop 24-7, but other than River Deep Mountain High by Tina Turner, but anyways, fucking Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. I am obsessed. I can't turn it off. And of course, Oklahoma was in the news yet again. I'm pretty sure that was Oklahoma. An Oklahoma radio station, like someone um, emailed this radio station and was like, hey, would love to request um, Beyonce on this country radio station. And the radio station wrote back and said, we're not playing Beyonce or something like that. And I was like, that what? Why is Oklahoma in the news for not the best things lately? I don't know. But what do you think? What do you what do you guys think? What do you think about be is Beyonce country or not? Nah? Cause my opinion is y'all. <laughs> my opinion is Beyonce can do whatever the fuck she wants. And if she wants to be country, she can be fucking country. And also, how dare any of us even try to chime in with an opinion because she was born in Texas. If you're born in Texas, like you just kind of have a countryside embedded into you that you don't want to admit and doesn't even have to come out all the time. But y'all is embedded into our vocabulary. I'm going to say our because for the majority of my life, I told people I was from Texas. Sure did. Sure did. I told like everyone I was from Texas because it's cooler to be from Texas. Like I'm from Oklahoma. No one knows what Oklahoma is. I've said this before, but like anytime I'm in England, I tell everyone I'm from Texas because no one knows what Oklahoma is. I don't want to have to explain it's the state above Texas. Instead, I just say I'm from Texas. And then growing up basically. Okay. So here's the thing. If you have family from Texas, or if you go to Texas often, or if you have besties from Texas, like they likely love it too. Like the Texas pride is unmatched. It's just unmatched. So for Beyonce to come out and make a song called Texas Hold'em, mm, I love it. I'm so here for it. And there are so many weird debates online about if Beyonce is country or not. And I just want to say, shut the fuck up. I just want to say STFU it's Beyonce. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. And also country music originates from the black community, as well as the majority of all other music of all time ever. So how fucking dare we even kind of try to yee-haw honky-tonk her into one category? Hell no. Speaking of honky-tonk category, I am also just embracing this side of my life and myself, the countryside. And I think that this has been like simmering, you know, has been simmering for a while because like 2019, 2020, 2021, we had like a conglomerate era called disco cowgirl. Like it's like Urban Outfitters 
like kind of like started to dive into the cowgirl era and then they were like oh that's just a little bit too like less universal let's just not do that anymore so i feel like it's like half of like the yuppies were disco cowgirl half of the other yuppies were just yuppieing with their children which is cool and fine and whatever um but man it's so i okay i was gonna save this for next week's episode because i'm literally going to texas this weekend but maybe I'll just call this episode Lone Star Lover. Okay, so anyways, there's this trend going on, going around the internet, and it's basically like Disco Cowgirl is out. Lone Star Lover is in. I don't know if I know the difference between Disco Cowgirl and Lone Star Lover. I was sitting with one of my friends who is probably like my ultimate Western country friend. It's my best friend. (laughs) I was sitting with my best friend and... I was talking to her and like she goes out to like Jackson Hole, Wyoming all the time. Like she rides horses like her whole life. Like she does saddles and wears the cowboy hats and the whole thing. And I love her for it. But I was like, is this bothering you? Like we're entering like this weird universal cowboy cowgirl era with Beyonce now entering the country music realm as well as lana announcing that her next album is country like who's next gaga (gasps) shut the fuck up there's no way hold on i just got chills my door is open so there is a breeze coming through but i just got chills god i actually was making fun of people who said that in the past week even though if you know me i'm the ultimate person that says that shit all the time it's so dorky when someone's like i got chills they're multiplying and i'm losing control anyways uh, yeah so she was like no it's not bothering me and then she made like the emoji where it's like the face (laughs) so it's maybe bothering her a tiny bit but only because it's so authentic to her that it's not a fad or a trend. And also because like, if you are from Oklahoma, which I don't know if Oklahoma is the Midwest or the South because all these other Instagram accounts do not claim Oklahoma as the Midwest. So I've always thought I was from the Midwest because if you look at the map of America, like we're in there, if you like split it into three, like, I guess you can't, I guess we shouldn't split it into three. Because there is north, east, south, and west, which is four. But midway, okay. But then I was like, okay, yeah, it might be so annoying that, like, it feels like the rest of the world is suddenly, like, copying the Midwest, which, like, is a way of life. Like, the cowgirl, cowboy, west, like, Midwestern, like, grit type of attitude is, like, a it's a way of life more than it is, like, a fad. So I can see people getting upset with that. But at the same time, I had a friend from England even messaged me and was like, what do you think about all this happening right now? All the country, the country-fied hip-hop. Wait, put your hands in the sun, side to side, move to the left, stick it, slide. If you know what I'm singing, you're a real one. We've been, we've been like stepping into this country era for a while, but my argument is... It's like actually so weird to see people like from California or like Hawaii. Like I saw this guy from Hawaii in like full on Midwestern get up. Like stirrups, a cowboy hat, the whole thing. And so it's weird. It is kind of like weird watching people dress up the way that 
some people just literally dress around here but anyways this is long and not even supposed to be a part of this in any way shape or form it was supposed to be a part of next week but i just got on here and started talking anyways what the fuck are we talking about today i'm here for the beyonce country era this morning i woke up and it was literally like 50 degrees in my house because last night i decided that i need to needed to get some real sleep you know like a girl shower wait you know how okay girl shower equals you shave everything, including your kitty. All right. Girl sleep is you sleep and you don't worry about anything else in the entire world. <laughs> That's what I did last night. I set my life up for the ultimate perfect sleep and I woke up feeling just amazing. Woke up. It was 50 degrees in the house. You know, I'm not that person that's like, honey, we need to keep it on 70 degrees at all time because the electric bill. I'm like, bitch, turn that shit down. I'm not talking 65. I'm talking 55. And then we're going to hallucinate when we sleep because we're going to sleep so good. So anyways, I woke up. It was freezing in my house, freezing but thriving. And I just like did not want to record last night. You're hearing this on Monday. I normally record on Sundays. It's a Monday which means you're going to get this tomorrow, which means I'm going to edit this as soon as I record it and then be done with it. Um, but anyways, I could not last night. Like I just couldn't, you know, those zones where you're just like, I, it's a Sunday and I need to be the fuck alone, like completely alone. Like I know it might not be the best idea for me to put my phone on the other side of the room for the remainder of the day. And it's only 3 PM, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to Sprouts and I'm going to get myself some nice food and I'm going to, um, make my little living room, a full blown movie theater, turn on some colored lights, light some incense and turn on love is blind. So that's exactly what I did last night. And you guys, can someone please get Jimmy off of that fucking show. Jimmy is what is wrong with men. I'm just going to go ahead and say Clay too. So if you're someone who watches Love is Blind, you know, like there are often the most cringe guys on there and we really get to see men's personalities <laughs> and their archetype, you know, what they're thinking about. And so anyway, so I started Love is Blind season six on Friday and I started binging it. And last night I was like, fuck everything. I have to finish this. And the more I watch, the worse it gets. And it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. Um, there's this couple, Jimmy and Chelsea. And Jimmy is just such an obvious motherfucker. And Chelsea seems like a boss of a woman but this man this man okay so basically the preface if you haven't seen love is blind basically it's like you go into these like little pods and it's a tv show reality show you go into these pods and you cannot see the person that you're go going to go on like multiple dates with over and over and over again the point of the show is like this like game in some ways to see if you can fall in love with just the person's voice and not hearing or knowing anything about their physical appearance so this girl so jimmy is stuck between like these two girls and i forget i forget oh jessica jess it's jess and chelsea and He's like, you know, teetering both of them. Like, you know, which one do I choose? Which is so fucking stupid because you see all these other couples, see all these other couples like immediately falling in love and not really having to like choose between women. And that was just the first biggest red flag of all time ever. The fact that a man is choosing between women, gone, so gone. 
and Chelsea knew that he was stuck. And Jess, they they both knew about each other in some ways. And they, they like share like dormitories at the end of the day. So they knew. Um, but this stupid motherfucker, you can just tell he's, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's from like the South of Georgia where his family needs him to have the most perfect type of like woman, which isn't even perfect. It's just like controlled or what? Because the second Chelsea gave even a tinge, just a little hint of what she looked like, he chose her. She did make a slight mistake. Maybe not mistake. Maybe that's rude. She, at one point towards the end, when she knew that Jimmy was trying to decide between either her or Jess, she dropped the ball just a little bit. And said that she has blue eyes and dark hair, just like Megan Fox. And if there's any celebrity lookalike that she often gets, it's Megan Fox. And if I'm being so real here, Jess, the other girl, looked a lot like a lot more like Megan Fox than Chelsea did. So then this prompts Jimmy to go get with Chelsea and to be with Chelsea and to choose Chelsea. Oh, by the way, at the end of this they have to marry each other so it's like they sit in these pods and like go on these blind dates over and over and over again and just hear the person's voice and they have to decide if that's their person to marry or not so they propose while they're in the pods and they still cannot see their partner and the very first time they ever see each other is when they're like walking down this aisle to to meet each other and they had just gotten engaged he chooses chelsea wrong idea because he chooses her. She's immediately insecure about his looks. He chooses her. He, you can literally just fucking tell that he is judging the fuck out of her. Because the second that they pull him on the screen too, he's like, they're like, what do you think? And he's like, silent. And then he's like, well, she lied. Yeah, so just a stupid, 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 poopid show about that's so stupid, poopid, stupid, entertaining Speaking of stupid, stupid, poop, <laughs> speaking of, there's this other couple, wait, real quick, there's this other couple called, there's this other couple called, um, their names are Clay and AD, and Clay at one point is like, oh, baby, I'll help you, I'll help you get back in shape, and AD is like, well, what if I have a baby, like, what if I have a baby and, you know, I'm not quite there, and he's like, well, I'll get you back in the gym, I'll, I'll whip your ass back in the gym, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll be your trainer, you know, it's, you gotta have a good trainer, the fuck? Whereas AD, the girl, is like looking for just reassurance and like her body changing from her new partner. And this guy is like, really? And also he talks a lot about his ego and how he's like big in his ego and how he's trying to get out of his ego. And I'm just like, Netflix, this is totally entertaining, but we need like one solid example of a man. Like just one, just one. These guys act macho they have like low voices and they act suave but they're the worst in fact the majority of this entire cast on love is blind season six because i just had to look up their astrology because don't you don't we all jimmy scorpio the rest of the show mostly virgos and then also last night i just needed like a break i just needed a chance to just fucking sit there like I I get overstimulated by being around like stimulation all the time and I just including my family 
and I just need to sit in silence for a long time. So that's why last night I just like couldn't record and needed to watch Love is Blind. And um, honestly, before that, finished Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I just needed to binge some fucking TV and get completely out of my brain. And you want to know a secret? <laughs> you want to know a secret? Here's a quick secret. My very first kiss... My very first kiss. No, wait. Tell me yours. What? Where was your first kiss? No, no, no. Where was your first kiss before you actually kissed a human? Like, you know, it's so cringe. It's so cringe. I recently saw a man. I don't know where this was. Anyways, he was talking about how before he kissed girls, he kissed his hand. Well, I kissed a cardboard cutout of Jack Sparrow when I was 12 before my first kiss. Which also happened when I was 12 and we bumped noses and the guy ended up being gay <laughs> in the long run. And it was an acting class, but Johnny Depp is my all. And honestly, honestly, I was thinking, I was like, if I had one weird like celebrity make a wish on my deathbed, you know, like, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation shouldn't say that. But if I had a Make-A-Wish wish, it would be to kiss Johnny Depp. I have one singular friend who actually is really close with Johnny Depp which is even weird to say. And he's very protective of his friendship with him. So if you're listening to this, I hope you're not listening to this because I'm not trying to expose you. But if I could have any wish whatsoever, it would be just to kiss Johnny once. Just once in the get up. In the get up. Like, <laughs> like with the dreads, with the dirt, with the gold caps on his teeth, with the accent, please. I I don't believe that can't happen. Why couldn't that happen? Anything can happen. One time I kissed Miley Cyrus on the cheek. That's a whole story for another time. I don't know if I'm going to ever tell that story because it's actually... Or you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will tell that story. One time I kissed Miley and it's on the internet. Not me kissing her, but some other people I know. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you know, you know, we'll get, we'll get there one day. It was a Christmas party and yeah. All right. So anyways, guys, what we're going to talk about today, just for a brief minute, since I'm over here talking about fucking pop culture for 20 minutes, because I just sometimes need that. But today I want to tell you about something that I've learned in the past two weeks. And I know you're probably sick of me talking about therapy. Please don't turn me off as soon as I say that. Because it's just going to be real quick. It's going to be real quick. I swear to God, it might, it might save your life. It might help your life. I, maybe I'm your therapist. I'm not. A, like, don't take all of my advice to heart. Just take whatever you want to heart. <laughs> like, just, just take whatever you want to heart. But this. Also, I've, like, collectively been in therapy for, like, seven to eight years of my life. I started therapy really young. Yeah, it's not a good thing. But I started therapy really young. And then I went like a long time without it. And then I've really been like really active with therapy the last two years. But I've never heard of this term. And I don't know how. You know, we hear of the term masking. But what about the term filtering? What about the term filtering? What's the difference between masking and filtering? Well, masking, actually, I don't even know. I'm not here. I'm not here to give you the right terms. I'm here to tell you how I use this. I'm, mm, hold on. What am I doing? What am I saying? I'm saying that masking is kind of like putting on a, it's almost like faking it in some ways, but it's a really bad way of faking it. It's like masking your true emotions and your truest self 
um, to protect yourself, which isn't really fake it. Fake it is like being the most authentic version of yourself. Filtering is something I didn't realize I've been doing like non-fucking-stop, like relentlessly, like in my sleep and my subconscious. Like I have become a filter. Roll me up and put me in the Nicky Nick. What? Smoke me out. I have become the filter. Put me on an Instagram photo. I've become a fucking filter. And so the past two weeks, ever since I sat down with my therapist and I was like, you know, it's really a big goal for me to be a lot more like converse hold on a lot mm, for me to be a better conversationalist but I'm realizing that I'm kind of scared to do that because I my real opinions are not great no no no, they are they're amazing but for society they might not be the best like I'm realizing why I started masking and filtering because I have opinions that people won't like but that's okay that's me being me But I do think that like, I started filtering to the point of, and if you know, you know, I started filtering myself, which kind of like just means that you're holding back what you really want to say. Like maybe something, someone is, you know, you're in a group of people and someone's talking about an experience they had and their opinions on it. And you had a, a very similar experience with very different opinions, but instead you sit there and you're quiet. I think there are definitely times to sit there and be quiet. And I think that it was really necessary for me to kind of take a step back. And and unfortunately, I wish I didn't ever mask or filter. But I think that um, beforehand, I would react. I would project my feelings or my opinion or my belief or interject it into the situation and kind of take the focus away from what the person was saying rather than acknowledging them and also having my own opinion. Do you know what I mean? So I think that like filtering now in the past couple of weeks since I've stopped filtering I've become so much more of a motherfucker and I fucking love it I've missed it I've missed a side of myself I think this is the side of myself I've been dying to wake up to and also that I've just really worked on waking up because it's almost like when you stop filtering you are kind of like trepidatious you are kind of scared to say what you want to say out loud because what if it doesn't go right what if someone doesn't like what you have to say? Can you handle that? Can you handle them not liking your truth? Because I couldn't. There was a period in my life, I mean, I could my entire life up until probably age 22 or 23, until like now, until 28 and a half, five and a half or six years. And I think I started to do this because I was scared of the person's reaction. Like, what if I wasn't safe in sharing my opinion? What if the person was going to judge me or be jaded by me or just not give a fuck about our friendship anymore because I have completely different opinions than them? Like, that's a real fucking thing, you guys. And I cannot believe I'm just now waking up to it. I can't believe like, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you really kind of heard me say, and I mean it, and it's it's still weird to say out loud, and I think about this probably way too often, but I really truly, like this time last year, felt mute. Like I didn't have a voice. Like I didn't know what to say. I, I didn't, I felt like I was walking on eggshells everywhere I went because the things I would say out loud just wouldn't land or I didn't know what to say or I, I was not safe. I was scared of their responses. I was scared of the projection. I was scared of the reaction. When that's not me, why am I, why am I scared of that? It's just another human, but 
I know why I was scared now, looking back. I was scared because I put myself consistently in environments during that time frame that were unsafe for me to express my opinion because I would lose in return, whether it be a friend, a business deal, a partnership. Speaking your opinions as you grow older and also if you're an entrepreneur, it's hard. It's hard because you want to continue your business and you want to, people to continue supporting your business, but you also have to in some ways kind of balance your autonomy. Um, so I don't know what it was about this word filtering that woke me up to this word, intuition. I mean, simple, right? Simple enough, intuition. Intuition is a word that I think of when I think about Californies, California ease who drink smoothies 24-7 from that place called Erwan. Erwan, Erwan. I don't know. I don't have that in a place near me, so I don't fucking know what Erwan is. The word filtering, I think, and like as I in the past couple of weeks had been have just like tried to say whatever comes to my mind. What is that? What When you say whatever comes to your mind, what is that? Without any sort of filter in between like your spirit and like your vocal cords, what is that? That's intuition, bitch. <laughs> that is intuition. And I know intuition is like a big like fad word right now in California. I think it probably always will be. But I do think a lot of people forget about intuition and kind of think that the internal monologue in our brain is intuition no matter what. But I'm here to debunk that. And you know what's actually so wild is right before I started recording this. I don't know why I'm saying this. Right before I started recording this, I was watching... Um, who's in my bathroom is that what it's called with Haley Bieber on YouTube and it was Chelsea Handler and Chelsea Handler is the ultimate but it's so crazy because Haley at one point is like yeah the most toxic thing we can like really do to ourselves is overthink and then Chelsea is like yeah like we all have this voice in our heads but sometimes we confuse that with thinking that it's our real voice but it's not and you don't have to pretend that that voice is your real voice you just have to acknowledge that it's your shadow self those are the bad thoughts and we can kind of like X that narrative. What I'm trying to say is no matter what, there's an internal monologue running through my brain and my mind 24-7, 24-7 all the time. But it got a lot more loud in the last five or six years in a way that I trusted less, which is weird because I've always thought I trusted the fuck out of myself. Like I've always thought I trusted the fuck out of myself. Even when I was in this super stupid toxic relationship, I was like, it's fine. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this unscathed. I will be just fine. But no, I'm completely, um, that was completely false. I was totally scathed from fucking head to toe, literally from the temples to the toenails, baby temples to the toenails. But I think that what Chelsea Handler is saying here that relates to intuition and filtering is that there was a time in my life and I can see some other people relating to this where they followed that internal monologue way too far down the hole. They're following the internal monologue on loop, like in re on repeat, like in its... It, Honestly, it's self-destructive as fuck to listen to that internal monologue on repeat without looking at our environment and saying, is the internal monologue that's on repeat actually benefiting me? Or do I need to change these thoughts and these patterns to make my life more like what I actually know I can do? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, it's like our toxic thoughts can take us so far down the line that we actually forget who the fuck we are if we're not filtering out the bad 
and speaking through intuition. And I think that society likes to say that us speaking through intuition can be bad because because we're like trained in some ways to not react in certain environments or like when you go out to a bar like you can't just start screaming you can't just start fucking cussing all over but i do think there's a time when your intuition can kind of be unhinged and bad and when you don't know if the internal thoughts on the inside are good or bad for you or um if they're on a like loop internally that isn't reflective of who you actually are or the environment that you actually want to be in like i think that we can get lost in these fantasies in our brain that, um, which is why we have to be careful with visualization because we also have to accept what's present, what's right in front of us. And also who the fuck are we and what can we do better if our environment doesn't match who we are. But those questions are hard to answer when there's someone else in your environment that's stopping you from being your truest self. Like if you can't just speak, if you can't, if you can't just say, I don't agree with that. If you don't feel like you can get a word in then you are likely being like silenced. And so I think that this podcast is just the beginning way for me to get to know myself better. And I knew that as soon as I started this show, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to say. I knew and some and in some ways kind of trusted myself that as soon as I started this show, I could start to hear myself back. And of course I edit this, but I also practice and I rehearse and I write. And so I'm getting to kind of like, regurgitate what I actually believe in because I'm I'm stepping away from all the toxic all of the reactions all of the filtering and I'm saying okay who am I without all of that who am I with nothing and I swear the universe has made this time in my life happen so that I don't have like to be honest I don't have that many people in my life right now and I'm happier than ever I'm I'm more I'm so okay with it you know it's taking some adjustment of course to feel like I definitely feel a little bit more alone but at the same time I know it's like what is coming is greater than what I have ever had because I am so much more in touch with my intuition like someone can't just come in and me filter again like unless I mean you know it would take a lot for that to happen but I think that in some ways like we have to go through this like we have to kind of go through this trauma to get out of it so if you're going around it that's not going to work me getting through this trauma looks like me starting this podcast not knowing what I'm going to say but trusting that I have a safe place to say whatever the fuck I want and if you guys don't like it that's fine but I'm trusting that this is me putting it out there. And I know that sounds kind of like abrasive, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to just be like an example of if I had the people in my life that I had in my life last year or the year before, I I wouldn't. Not that I don't think I would. I straight up would not get to this level of authenticity, self-love, self-respect. Like I because they would still be projecting their opinions around me, which would make me feel smaller or less than. And I do think a lot of it is empathy too. I think that, you know, kind of watching our empathy and not giving everyone our empathy plays a big role in filtering and not filtering because like we care so much about someone that we don't want them to extra our lives. But at the same time, we still have to speak up for ourselves and we still have to talk about what we believe in and what we think and um I don't know I just truly think that that's why we were put on this earth to 
speak up. And it's not in every environment. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to, you know, like I said, you don't need to just, you don't need to just like spew your opinion. But I think that you hopefully at some point in your adult life, like I do think this is something that you have, like, I don't know how to explain to my younger listeners that there are some things that just take time and you just have to go through or get through. But like when I stopped, when I stopped trusting my intuition is when I stopped having my own identity. We, I can't do that ever again. So I would love for you guys to think about the word filtering. Are you filtering yourself around your partner? Are you filtering yourself around your best friends? Are you filtering yourself around your parents? Like how can you not filter? And I would love for you to practice just not filtering. Just speak. Just talk through intuition. Just see what you can get away with. You know, just just say whatever comes to your mind. And that, that might sound toxic, but I think that if you do the work beforehand, it's not. And um, if you put yourself in the right environment with the people you actually trust, it's not. And or, or at the same time, this is a way to see who the fuck is supposed to be in your life when you are that successful. Because I truly think that the universe, if you have big plans for your life and you've put the work in and you really know that you're going to get there, the universe is not going to have the negative energy vampires in your life. Like the universe, it's and it's a tough process. It's not easy. It's like ripping the bandit off and it's fucking bloody. But getting these people out of your life literally allows you to be the best version of yourself. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Fake It. I think we have decided to go with fakers, potentially mofos, but fakers just sounds fun. What's up, fakers? Bye, fakers. Love you. <laughs> right? Okay, so, but for real, I'm going to Texas this weekend, going to be in a wedding for the first time. I'll update you on how this is. Hopefully, it's amazing, but you know, I haven't really been out in public much, so um, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. Um, thank you for subscribing. Also, if you want to like this, I know liking it on Spotify and Apple and Stitcher, they're all different things, but if you want to like it on Spotify, that will extra help me and I'll extra love you. Just kidding. I love you no matter what. Okay. You know what? I got to go. Mwah. Peace out. Bye. Yeah.